Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. lesson is found in Psalm 27, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. 
He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call. O Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord. Lead me in straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes, for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. I, will, I am still confident of this. I will seek the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and take heart and wait for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise.
May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message today comes from the Gospel reading. Let's pray. Most gracious God, help us when we are afraid. Give us strength and confidence to trust in you each and every day. Bless us in times of joy, but also in times of fear and sadness. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Fears. Well, fears grip all of us, even famous people. Jennifer Aniston, Cher, and Whoopi Goldberg, all are aviophobes, meaning they're afraid of flying. Barbara Streisand is xenophobic of a fear of strangers around her. Michael Jackson was haunted by all kinds of fears, contamination, infections, and diseases. Harry Potter star Daniel Radcliffe and heartthrob Johnny Depp are, uh, have a debilitating fear of chlorophobia, fear of clowns. <laughs> But the celebrity with most phobias, if not surprising, I think, is Woody Allen. He says he's afraid of insects, sunshine, dogs, deer, bright colors, children, heights, mobs, small rooms, crowds, and cancer. And then probably some more things in there, too. Famous people of the past were no different. George Washington was scared to death of being buried alive. Nixon terrified of hospitals. Even Napoleon Bonaparte, the military and political genius, was afraid of cats. So what are your fears? Perhaps as a child, you were afraid of things that go bump in the night or uh, what's under the bed or in the closet. As a teenager, you probably weren't that afraid of, of what was under the bed, but you were more afraid of your, your, what your friends might say, uh, the way that you might comb your hair or the clothes that you as an adult, perhaps you're afraid of living a life that doesn't matter, or having never made a difference. During World War II, Lutheran pastor Martin Niemöller was on Adolf Hitler's list of people that he feared and hated the most, probably not the best was beyond. To keep him quiet, he was put into prison, and months later he was summoned before a special court, and, and suddenly the fear began to creep in upon him, he began to feel afraid. It was the fear of the unknown. He had no idea what to expect. And as he was taking along what was seemed a, a seemingly endless corridor from his prison cell to the courtroom, he heard a low voice. As he listened, this voice was quoting uh, the Bible in Latin, uh, the version used by the German Roman Catholic Church. The voice was whispering a verse uh, from the book of Proverbs. I, I won't... Uh, embarrassed myself with the attempt of Latin here, okay? Uh, but it was Proverbs 18 that said, the name of the Lord is a strong power. The righteous run to it and are safe. It turned out that it was the voice of the jailer walking with him. We don't know who that was, but what he said had this instant impact over Martin Nemoler, and his fear vanished. Confidence in God was renewed. And isn't that true? Trusting in God really does banish fear, doesn't it? I mean, after all, that's what Jesus is telling his disciples today in the, in the reading from Matthew's Gospel. Jesus is giving his disciples instructions ahead of their first mission. 
But he's being honest. He's, he's telling them all about the dangers and the hardships that they may have to contend with as they go about announcing the kingdom of God or the reign of God uh, that it is near. He told them to heal the sick, raise the dead, proclaim the good news. And, and just as Jesus faced opposition and suffered, it's going to be no different for those whom he sends out. A disciple is not above his teacher, Jesus said, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher, the servant like his master. If they call the master of the household Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them. And before that, Jesus paints an even bleaker picture. Brother will deliver brother over the death of father as child. Children rise up against parents and have them put to death. And you will be hated for all, by all, for my name's sake. So Jesus is basically saying, hey, if they go after the teacher, right, they're going to go after the student or the disciple. I mean, if the world gives me a bad time, Jesus said, they're going to give you a bad time too. Everyone will hate you because you're my, my disciples. It should not be a surprise. Right? Now imagine for a moment that Jesus was standing right here this morning. And he's sending you out with those same warnings. What kind of thoughts might be running through your mind? Maybe your mind begins to race and you begin to wonder and then you begin to make excuses too, right? Bastard. It's all I can do to get up and get to church in the morning, right? Uh, and I'm not a Bible scholar. Uh, Pastor, some of my friends are, uh, they don't even believe in you. They, 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 don't, or they don't believe in God. They, they, they make fun of God. Uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to be shouting this word of God from the rooftops? There are a lot of other people more suited to this kind of thing. I think I'm going to pass God. Right? Jesus knew he was sending them out on a very difficult task. He knew they were going to be like sheep among the wolves, and he tells them, So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be made known. But I tell you in the dark, say in the light, when you hear whisper, proclaim in the housetops, and do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both body and soul in hell. In other words, Jesus is, 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 is encouraging them, right? Saying, yes, proclaim that word of God to everyone. Don't be afraid. It, it might mean your life. You, know, you need to know that. But don't be afraid of those who can end your physical life. Instead, hold on firm to the one who can hold eternity in his hands and go ahead and speak that truth of God in this world in love and in gentleness. Don't be afraid. Jesus continues, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. He'll know. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered, and fear not, therefore, you are more valued than many sparrows. Sparrow is a very common bird, right? Very small and insignificant. You can picture one up on the screen there. Uh, and, and worth very little, and yet, we're told, they matter to God. Jesus tells the disciples that, that, that people might think that they're worth nothing, but as far as God is concerned, each and every person is extremely valuable. You know, 
Last time you got your hair cut, think about that. When you had your hair cut with your barber or hairdresser, I'd say, did you know that hair number 437 has split ends? No. Uh, or when you notice you got maybe one or two in the comb uh, in, 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 your, in the morning when you comb your hair, you go in mourning over the fact that you have two less hair uh, than when one drops out. I mean, hair is sort of an insignificant thing for us. Sometimes we don't notice it that much when one drops out. But Jesus says that even the hairs on our head are all numbered. God's vitally interested in hair number 437, right? We might not consider it worth, uh, uh, too trivial to worry about, I guess, unless it's a gray one that's spoken out. Um, but, but what does that mean to us? Jesus wants us to get the message loud and clear. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. God has this intimate knowledge of every detail. It may be that you're suffering in silence. Or maybe your friends and your family don't appreciate the, the, the anguish and pain uh, that, that, that you're going through right now. But in the end, God knows everything. God knows. He knows the details of everything. He knows the names of everyone and everything that's giving you a reason to be afraid. Isn't that amazing? God knows everything that we go through and nothing that happens to us escapes him. And when we feel lonely and abandoned, and when, it, when, it, when it seems like our prayers are unanswered, when it seems that everything is hopeless, God knows and God cares. Jesus concludes, so do not be afraid. You are worth much more than many sparrows. Across the story of a little boy and his father, they were walking down the country road from there, from their home to their grandmother's home, to the young boy's grandmother's home. And as he visited grandma, the sun sat, and, and the little boy was writing about it later on. He said, Between our homes, there's a swamp, right? And at that night, there were the croaking of the frogs, the chirping of the crickets, the shadows of the tree. They were frightened. And I asked my father if there was any danger of something catching us, and he assured me there was nothing to dread, and so, taking him by the hand, he said, I will not allow anything to harm you. And the little boy wrote, immediately, my fears passed away, and I was ready to face the world. Like a father who will do anything to protect his child, God watches over you and me. Like a father ready to hold our hand, when trouble strikes, Jesus assures us that we are precious and he is ready to comfort us when we are afraid. What it boils down to is the perfect antidote to fear is to trust in God, isn't it? That's the experience that Martin Niemöller had as he was being taken down that corridor to the uh, Nazi prison to an indefinite future. That unknown guard whispering the name of the Lord is a strong power. Reminding Martin that, uh, that God knows about his situation and that God will give him strength to face whatever the future might hold for him. The result? Well, fear vanished. The Bible has a way of doing that to us, doesn't it? The Bible resounds with messages about faith in God in times of trouble. Just did a quick search on some different ones from uh, the majority from the Psalms. Uh, Psalm 27, we began, we heard this today. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 46, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, 
we will not fear. Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou, for you, God, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 91, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. And then Isaiah encourages us with these words from God. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. And I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Isn't that the experience of Jesus as he faced the horror of the cross? Going to garden of Gethsemane and praying. I mean, he had feelings like any other human being, right? It's humanity. Asking God the Father, if there was some other way to save people, taking away the suffering and pain that lay ahead. But as we know, the ordeal of the cross did not go away. But we're told in Luke 22 that in that moment, Jesus was strengthened to face it. We also know that most of the disciples face all kinds of horrors to the point of losing their lives. I'm sure these words of Jesus must have had a powerful effect on them as they suffered for their faith. It must have been a great comfort to know that they're not suffering uh, alone in some dark and dingy prison cell because when they're comforted by their Heavenly Father that He knows exactly where they are. He knows exactly what is happening to them. And if He knows about the hair that falls from our head, and if He, and if he knows about small, ordinary birds, then how much more does He know all about the children whom he loves. And that includes you. My friends, sometimes we're afraid for lots of things. We're afraid that we make the wrong decision. Sometimes we're afraid that we're gonna, what, what others are gonna think when we speak up for Jesus. Or we're afraid of, of letting our values be known, our Christian values, uh, uh, because it sets us apart from everybody else in the world a lot of times. Sometimes we're afraid what the future will bring for children, our children, our grandchildren. Uh, sometimes we're afraid of getting hold or losing our health. Sometimes we're afraid that we're going to make a wrong decision and then we don't make any decision. Sometimes we're afraid of the negative impact that the world is going to have on us. Sometimes we're afraid of the perceived lack of impact that we might have on the world. Sometimes we're afraid that we're all alone with no support and no guidance. But you are not alone, are you? Whatever trouble or crisis affects your life, whatever, well, what a joy it is to know that God, your loving Father, knows your troubles better than you know yourself. Even when you think your troubles seem just so insignificant compared to those of others, be assured that your loving Heavenly Father knows exactly what is happening to you. Or even when you think that nobody else cares, it's good to know that God cares. What a relief from fear it is to know that God is there by your side, that your life is in the hands of a loving God, and that he will make sure that everything happens according to his loving plan for you. So as you leave worship today, take comfort. Next time fear takes a grip on your mind and your heart and your life, take a moment and, and, and recall some of these great promises of God that I mentioned in the Psalms and others that you might remember. 
Remind yourself that God cares. Remind yourself that you are a dear child of, of God's and that he cares for you. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Know that you can bring to him all of the things that you're struggling with. Peter reminds us in 1 Peter 5, cast all your anxiety, you say fears, cast all your fears upon him because he cares for you. And the last verse of our song today sums it up. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. Do not be afraid. Trust in him. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net 
Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.